Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. All right, today I want to talk about the main thing that can go wrong when you get uh, your wisdom teeth pulled, extracted, right? And not just your wisdom teeth, but any tooth extraction. This is one of the biggest risk factors that you can have, and I'm not talking about dry socket. This is very important information if you've already taken out your wisdom teeth or you're considering taking them out. Very important information in my own personal opinion. So before I get started, I just have to say that everything I mention is my own personal opinion. It's for educational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare practitioner for your particular situation. This is not to replace medical advice. All right, so let's get going. So what happens is uh, when you get a tooth extracted, one of the main risk factors that you have here is something that's called a cavitation. And a cavitation is basically a hole in the jaw. A cavity is a hole in the tooth and a cavitation is a hole in the jaw. So when they extract the tooth, what happens is they have to extract the ligament that's underneath that. Because if you don't extract the ligament, then what happens is that um, that site can heal, uh, but it'll leave a pocket. And that pocket is a nice area where bacteria like to burrow. And because you don't have a nerve there anymore, you won't be able to perceive that there's uh, an infection in that area of your mouth. You won't have pain, you won't have swelling, but you could have a hidden infection that could be wrecking havoc on the rest of your body for years down into the future that goes completely undetected. This is why I want to give you this information so that you can actually think with this in case you have taken out your, your wisdom teeth or you may be considering doing so in the future. So uh, with, these, with these sites, not every site will have a cavitation, but many of them will. Uh, approximately 60 to 80% of them, depending on which sources you find, will say that there, there could be uh, a risk of cavitation in those areas. So there are certain things to do to, if you're going to get your, your wisdom teeth taken out to prevent a cavitation. And then if you've already taken them out, then there are certain things to do to figure out whether or not you have a, a cavitation and then handle it correctly to make sure it's not going to cause you problems down the road. So I'll tell you, uh, both of those things, one of them is basically, I just, I, my sister and I just went to the dentist uh, last week, so this is why I'm going to talk about this. In my case, I wanted to prevent cavitations because I just got my wisdom teeth pulled. In my sister's case, she had gotten her wisdom t- teeth pulled in the, her early 20s, early to mid 20s. So uh, she wanted to figure out whether or not she had cavitations and then handle them correctly. And so I'll tell you both of these stories, right? So in my case, the thing that I know that needs to be done is are two things. Like one of them is that the ligament needs to be pulled. They can't just extract the tooth and say, okay, now you just go home and heal. Because we, we, I want to prevent the cavitation. The way to prevent the hole in the jaw is one, to pull the ligament underneath the tooth. And the second thing that they do is that they actually inject the sites with something that's called PRF platelet-rich fibrin and so what they do is they'll pull blood from my own body before the surgery and then they'll spin it around and they'll get the platelets from there and after they extract the tooth and the ligament then they'll inject that right into the sites and what that does is a it helps to speed up the rate of healing dramatically so that uh, you have much less inflammation much much less pain and the site heals a lot faster with the platelets But the second thing that it'll do is it'll help stimulate and promote bone growth in that area so that that pocket will now seal up and fill up with tissue versus just leaving a little cave for bacteria to burrow in. 
and that's what we want we want live tissue to reform in that area so that we don't have a risk of cavitation in the future I know that there's a dentist in, in New York, his name is uh, Dr. Jerry Curatola. He actually uses a, a laser to stimulate this bone growth. So he's a fantastic practitioner you can actually call up. Uh, there's There are many other practitioners around the nation. You're looking for a biological dentist. So we just went to one in Tijuana that I definitely uh, heavily vetted and, and called and asked a bunch of questions. There's some around Austin, Dr. Nunley Freeman and Owens, which is fantastic. Uh, Matthew Carpenter, I think he's up in Round Rock, uh, and then we have Dr. Cole in in Austin. So there there are a few different uh, dentists around Texas, and definitely in your area there might be more. On functionalco.com, you can go to the tab where it says find a practitioner, go to the bottom, and we've got some some recommended dentists there, but you can find more. It's not limited to that list. But that's what you want to look for. You want to look for somebody that does this uh, PRF the injections from your own blood so that it heals up a lot faster it fills in that cavitation if you're gonna get your wisdom teeth removed and make sure that they do actually pull the ligament uh, when they extract the tooth right and so that's what they did in, in my case in my sister's case she had already gotten her wisdom teeth pulled and the doctor that did them did not fill the ca- the areas with prf and uh, might have not pulled the ligament. I'm, I'm not sure if he did or did not. But the thing was that she went uh, and she wasn't sure if she had cavitation. So there's there's a few things that they do. One of them is that uh, whenever you're detecting cavitations, the one instrument, according to Dr. Jerry Curatola, that actually can detect them is the cone beam. So if your dentist does not use a cone beam, if they only do x-rays, they cannot detect like with certainty that you have a cavitation because it's a it's a two-dimensional plane the cone beam is a three-dimensional plane and actually is much better at detecting them but the other thing is you might get a cone beam from one dentist and if they send it to another dentist because they usually have to burn it on a cd they send that to another dentist but that other dentist does not have the software to read it they might also miss it so you also have to make sure that they have the correct software to be able to read the cavitations, etc. What's great is that Dr. Jerry Curatola, for example, you can actually send him, if you happen to have a cone beam uh, scan, you can send it to him and he'll do a, 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 a long distance consultation to let you know whether or not you have a cavitation because he can read it with the correct software. So that's also an option uh, for you if, if that's something you're looking for. You already have a cone beam scan for some reason Uh, or if you don't have that yet then when you go call up the dentist figure out whether or not they do have a cone beam or what process they use in order to detect cavitations in my sister's case we went to Tijuana they did not have a cone beam but uh, she was actually getting a root canal pulled a root canal that she had had done when she was younger so she got that that tooth pulled and while she was under she said please check whether or not I have cavitations so what they did is they actually cut the sites to see whether or not she had cavitations now she had four wisdom teeth that had been pulled um, in her early 20s so they said you know it's about 60% chance that you'll have a cavitation uh, you know out of those four sites 
And what happened with in her case was that three out of the four sites had cavitations and one of them was a large cavitation with a big infection that was completely undetected. So luckily she, she went there and she was just like, please do what you can. I'm here to fix my overall health, right? I'm not here to just do this one thing and then leave a potential infection undetected. So they did that, you know, uh, in, in that case, they didn't have a cone beam, but they cut open to see whether or not, and they kind of put this instrument to see whether or not she had the cavitations. And then she, they had pulled blood previously, so they injected that into the sites, and, and uh, so that all got handled for her. That's the correct way to get everything handled um, when, when a tooth is pulled. And I just kind of, main thing I want to mention is that if you're considering getting your wisdom teeth taken out, you want to look for somebody who's going to A, take out the ligament, B, do platelet-rich fibrin or a laser that's going to actually be able to uh, regrow that bone and that tissue so that you can prevent a cavitation. If you've already had them taken out and you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I wonder whether or not I have a cavitation, the thing to do is look for a dentist who has a cone beam and try to see uh, whether you can call a dentist and find out, can you detect cavitations? I'd like to know whether or not I have cavitations. Do you do the cone beam scan or how do you detect cavitations? Or you can call up Jerry Curatola, go to our website, functionalco.com, Dr. Nunley Freeman and Owens, uh, and go to find a practitioner, you know, and see whether or not they can, um, you detect that for you through the cone bean scanner they might have the other the other option of actually just having to cut open hopefully you don't have to cut open if you don't need to uh just to, for detection you know so uh but if you are like for example you have a root canal and you know you're going to get work on that you might get those cavitation sites checked or the extraction tooth sites checked for the cavitations and then just get those handled because in the case of my sister you know it's a very interesting thing, but like, in not just my sister, there has been many other cases where you can have an infection in the in the mouth that's completely undetected, and it's wrecking havoc for another part of your body, whether it's your thyroid, your digestive tract, your hormones, your metabolism, your stomach, your liver, your heart, etc. There is a huge connection between the mouth and the rest of the body, and from a holistic standpoint, we know that we don't treat organs as separate things. We treat the body as one unit that's in constant communication with one thing and the other. So we want to have whole body health so that our body can last our entire lives. If we have an infection in one area of the body, for sure it's going to be affecting another area of the body. It's not, it's not an isolated thing. And so that's kind of the main thing to think with in terms of cavitations. You want to avoid them, prevent them by making sure that they're extracting it correctly and doing PRF, platelet-rich fibrin, or the, potentially that laser that Dr. Jerry Curitola has. Uh, and if you've already had them done, then you want to just get a review, a checkup to see whether or not you have a cavitation. And remember that uh, uh, an x-ray is not enough. And you really, I also just have to mention, what you're looking for is a cone beam, right? Uh, if they don't have a cone beam, they might actually have to cut open and figure out whether or not you have them. But... Uh, one of the things I would just want to mention is that if you just go to a dentist that's not trained in this, like a, someone that's not a biological dentist, biological dentist, then they're going to speak to you based on their training. And what I've noticed is that some dentists will just, like I, I've noticed from uh, other people I, I've, I've talked to about this information, they go to their dentist and their dentist says, oh yeah, you don't have anything. 
oh yeah, you know, mercury's not a problem. Oh yeah, the root canals are a good good idea. Oh yeah, you don't have cavitations, but they don't have the cone beam, they don't have the software, they don't have they don't have that training basically. Are they right? Sure, they're they're right based on the information that they have, but there are different schools of thought within dentistry. So if you just go to the regularly conventional trained dentist who does not have the holistic minded perspective on on health and the and and the dental you know and and the teeth and the mouth then the answers you're going to get are going to be very different than somebody who actually has that viewpoint that's why it's important to look for a biological dentist a holistic dentist it was great like when we went to Tijuana for example we got sat down I mean I was already well informed but his little spiel was great because he was like look we're looking aesthetics take a backseat to health In our practice, what we look for is to maintain the health of the body. We look to preserve the teeth as much as possible. But the main thing we have in mind as a priority is the overall health of the person long term. We cannot put aesthetics before health. Of course, we want to make sure you look good and everything, but it always is a secondary to health. And I I loved hearing that because, of course, I don't want my teeth to look terrible or something like that. But... It shouldn't be aesthetics before health because, you know, I want my body to last my entire life. So I've got to look at my options and then figure out what it is that I want to do. And for me, health is a a main priority, right? So I just kind of want to mention that because, like I said, dentists are trained differently. And everybody's is every dentist is highly certain in the area from their training. So if you don't have the information, you don't know what questions to ask then whatever answer they give you, it sounds like, oh, well, they know, they're they're highly certain, and it can knock you and, and make you feel uncertain or doubtful about whether or not you should even pursue a holistic thing. So it's kind of more up to you. You gotta get more information, do more research if you're not certain about it, and if you are, just and, and they don't agree, just understand that they might have different training and you just kinda have to go ask for a second or third opinion, gather different opinions and then make up your own decision you know your decision might be a little different than my decision and it might be different than another decision the main thing I want to take care of is to give you as much information as possible so you can make informed decisions for yourself regarding your health and you feel more in control and at cause over your health all right so thanks so much for tuning in this is the main thing I want to mention uh in this episode and look you know the last thing I would say is the best way to avoid um to dent uh wisdom teeth extractions is to actually be able to develop your jaw from a very early age so if you are cons- are thinking of being a mom or you are going to be a mom uh, or a dad you know uh you you want to actually make sure to give your kiddo the best options of of really developing the the facial structure bones the face facial bones the mandible, the maxillary bone, etc. Because this is one of the things that Dr. Weston A. Price noticed. Uh, Dr. Weston A. Price was a dentist back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. He did a bunch of research on on the mouth and the health and all of these things. And he, he noticed that some cultures, he traveled all around the world, and he, he noticed that some groups had all of their teeth fit in their mouths, including their wisdom teeth. Older people had all their teeth without tooth decay, and he was like, "What is? What are those people eating? What? Are, what is? Were they doing differently?" Because then he noticed that other cultures had very narrow jaws with crooked teeth and tooth decay from an early age, and that's more what we see now in the modern day. But that's not normal. That's common, but that's definitely not normal. Normal is for all of the teeth to fit in the jaw, and so that's not my case. My case is that my 
my facial structure is, is relatively narrow compared to the, the teeth that I have. So, uh, you know, the best way to avoid this is to really feed your kids this very specific nutrient, which is called vitamin K2. Vitamin K2 is found in animal fats, grass-fed butter. There's actually a great supplement that's cod liver oil plus butter oil that comes from green pastures. Uh, and so if you, if you get vitamin K2, that's different than K1. Uh, vitamin K1 is like something you find, for example, in cauliflower uh, in higher quantities, but it has to get converted by the body into vitamin K2. And the body does a poor job of doing that conversion. So it's much better to get vitamin K2 directly from animal fats, uh, raw milk, uh, grass-fed butter, the um, cod liver oil plus butter oil uh, supplement with vitamin K2 or just animal fats in general are going to have that K2. And that's something you want to have in abundance. You know, one of the things I noticed, like for example, because my dad has all of his wisdom teeth and they all fit in his mouth. He never had to get them extracted. My mom does not have to get hers extracted. They're not, they're not crowding her mouth. And I surveyed both of them and they're not the only ones. I, I like to survey some people who have all of their wisdom teeth and I say, okay, what'd you eat when you were little? And without fail, they ate liver. They ate a lot of animal fat. Like my mom would eat a bunch of the cream on top from, the, from raw milk. Um, butter, you know, and just they would they were more likely to eat uh, lard. Just all of these animal fats that we've just been told are bad for us, but we know have a high quantity of vitamin K, vitamin K2, and they have no problems with their wisdom teeth. Yet nowadays we've just been told, okay, avoid fats. Fats are going to kill us, and they're going to make us fat and all this stuff. And we have all of these different problems, like our bones don't develop all the way. We have immune system problems, hormonal problems, etc. And this is one major nutrient that if we actually just put it back in the diet during pregnancy in, in good amounts, during breastfeeding time and after breastfeeding time, while the kid is developing, the, the, the facial structure of the kid will have a much higher uh, likelihood of developing all the way where the wisdom teeth do not have to be you know, messed with, basically. They don't have to be tinkered with, they don't have to be extracted. And that would be the ideal idea because you know nobody wants to get surgery, nobody has... Hopefully, you know, your kids don't have to get uh, their teeth extracted. It's a major surgery. It's not fun. It's not ideal. Uh, so the best way to prevent it is just to get this nutrient from a very early age and reduce the amount of sugar in a kid's diet. All right. So thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully this was helpful, useful information. Um, and share this information with anyone that you know has gotten teeth extracted or might be getting their teeth extracted so that they're well informed and can make better decisions. All right, thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you on the flip side.